right now I'm at a point where I don't need to work anymore. You know, all my bills are paid. I'm content living in my house. I don't need like a really fancy house. I definitely want one. And I definitely want a nice car. But those aren't the most important things to me. The most important things to me are having time off, spending time with family and helping others. That is the most important thing. And it's crazy because people do throw money at you because they see your success and you're like, oh, he's getting a 50, 60, 70% return. You know, here, take my money, invest it. Let's split it in half. And I could definitely do that. But do I want to do that? I'm just buying myself another job at that point. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to another episode of Weiss Advice. I am your host, as always, Yona Weiss, and I'm really excited today because we got someone I've been looking forward to getting on this podcast for a while. His name's Alex Sabio. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? Yona, Yona, how's it going? Always a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for having me on. It's my pleasure. Alex is one of my biggest advocates of the cost segregation in the short-term <laughs> rental universe. And congratulations Absolutely. to you and your wife, Tanya, that you guys just closed as of the recording of this podcast at the end of 2021 on your fifth, number five, short-term rental Unbelievable. It's just been amazing to see this since uh, basically like this time last year, right? It's been a whirlwind. If you told me this time last year, I'd be where I am today. I tell you absolutely not. I started about a year and a half ago. So one and a half years, five luxury short-term rentals, it can be done. If I could do it, you guys could do it. So. Okay. So let's, <laughs> let's just take a step back for a second. You, you know, you're talking about a year and a half of going into this short-term rental Airbnb uh, rental. And obviously you've been a huge advocate, not just for me, obviously, but for any, everyone out there and with the short-term yeah. shop with Avery Carl and their, Absolutely. you know, their mm-hmm. group helping so many people, uh, inspiring mm-hmm. them, showing them, Hey, Myself, my wife, we're full-time, you know, employees. You are yep. a, uh, and you've retired, correct? Or your wife is retired. One of you guys is retired thus far. My wife is retired. Yeah. My wife is retired. I'm looking down, hopefully in the next six months, who knows, you know, I might keep going. I absolutely love my job. I'm a respiratory therapist by trade. Love, love doing that. I work with premature babies. Who knows? You know, I might keep going. What I find is I talk real estate all day, every day at work. And so, you know, if I don't quit, I'm probably going to get fired because they're (laughs) going to be like, hey, man, you're not focusing on your stuff. So I can't help it. People just come up to me randomly and they want to talk real estate. And I love love helping them. So that's awesome. I love it. And I mean, the fact that you are a, a healthcare professional, you've also like specifically looked out for and obviously in your place of work, that's, that's an obvious, right? Like you said, people are just coming up to you asking about that, but you have this, this Facebook group that you recently have started uh, yeah. with, with mm-hmm. Savannah and Savannah was also a guest mm-hmm. on our show a few episodes back. Uh, you guys will have to check that one out specifically helping healthcare professionals who want to invest in real estate. And I think that's yeah. an amazing Avenue, because again, you're you're taking something that is so relatable to you, and I'm I'm putting this out there for everyone out there. If you're listening to this, this relates to you as well. Wherever you are in your life, if you have a passion for something, and you found even a little bit of success, the best thing that you can do to be become even more successful is to go and help 
other people who are in a similar situation as you and, and show them, uh, you know, what you've done. And that's exactly what you guys have done. Yeah. I mean, people can relate, right? Like they have to put A and B together and they're like, wait a minute, I know this guy, you know, I, if he's doing it, I can do it too. And so what I found is during the global pandemic, to be honest with you, a lot of us were miserable at work. We were completely overworked, understaffed. We didn't have equipment. And I'm a respiratory therapist. We are in the front of the front line. Like we didn't have enough ventilators. We didn't have enough circuits, like all the essential equipment to do our job. We couldn't do it. And we were just overran by patients everywhere. And I saw people were absolutely miserable. And here I am with a huge smile on my face. Because, <laughs> I mean, I have all of this other stuff going on. Number one, I love my job, what I did. And, you know, I did, I wasn't relying on my job for income anymore. Mm-hmm. I had like this side gig that was paying more than my regular gig. And then, so what happened is it, the Facebook group kind of just happened organically. Cause like I said, every time I'm at work, people are talking to me about real <laughs> estate. And then someone who I never talked to before, all of a sudden, when they saw me that I had free time, they would come up to me and just start talking to me about real estate. And I said, wait a minute. This is too time consuming here. Let me just put something together. I'm going to put a Facebook group out there. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, Savannah, it kind of just happened naturally where I met her at a meetup and she's a nurse. And I said, Hey, I've been thinking about doing the things, this Facebook group. And she said, let's do it. I've been thinking about the same thing. So that's, that's kind of how it all turned out. And that's kind of now my passion is to help other healthcare professionals achieve financial freedom through real estate. That's so cool. And, and it's amazing because the two of you, I have a lot of similarities, obviously both in healthcare both have a passion for real estate, albeit in different ways. You know, she's doing the multifamily thing, your syndication, you're doing more focusing on the short term. But I think what, what you're both doing is that you have found something that you're good at, uh, you enjoy. And, right. and I think the amazing thing is, right, you've bought five luxury short-term rentals, Airbnbs, but you go out there yourself, right? To visit, meaning it's, it's something that you enjoy as a, as a (laughs) vacation spot, right? Yeah. I poor me, right. I got to go to these, (laughs) like this beach home to set it up and I have to do a walk to the beach and videotape it. Uh, just so my guests know, you know, I, cause I put these videos on YouTube and I say, Hey, you know, if you're thinking about walking to the beach, here's a link to the YouTube video or something like that poor me, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I I get to enjoy them. I take the family there during the the downtime and I do put in work. It's not all roses. I mean, like when I uh, sign on the dotted line and get the keys, I hit the ground running because I think time is money. You know, I need to get it on the market as soon as possible. And I go there with my work ethic and I say, I'm putting in 16 to 20 hours a day while I'm there getting the property set up. So that's pretty cool. So yeah. what do you what do you enjoy most about because obviously you love it, right? You your wife is retired, you have yeah. basically f- total financial freedom at this point, right? You have making right. more money from your properties mm-hmm. of I mean, some people call it passive income. It's clearly right. not entirely passive, right? <laughs> right. There's right. a lot of work that goes into it. Yes, um, it is. But what do you enjoy most about it? Um, there's a lot to it and hosting isn't for everyone. Guests are going to drive you nuts with just stupid questions. And some of them are going to try to get out of paying a bill, you know, by saying, hey, this place is dirty when it really isn't. But there's a lot to it. When I look at the amount of time and energy I put into it versus going to an office, you know, eight hours a day and all that. Yes, it was a pain in the butt, but it took five minutes to answer the text. You know, Mm -hmm. it didn't require much out of me. 
Um, so when I look at time freedom, it's giving me time freedom. So I'm focused, I'm hyper-focused on my goal. Like, where is this going to get me? Right. And so, yes, definitely the profits are amazing, but hosting overwhelming, like most guests love their vacation stay. You know, like right. I would say nine out of 10 are in a really good mood, especially if you put your time, effort and love into the property, they're going to reciprocate and say, oh, my God, I had an amazing time. And they give you like a five star review and they're going to they're going to tell all of their friends, like I, I stayed at this place or whatever, and you guys have to check it out. Right. So overwhelmingly, like you have all these positive reinforcements that they say, you know, we get five star like. I think we have over a hundred reviews. I think I want to say 96 of them are five stars and they have nothing but good things to say. I mean, it kind of plays on your ego a little bit (laughs) and it makes you feel good. Like you're doing something right. Right. Overwhelmingly, they're having a good time. So the cash flow is phenomenal. The guest experience providing someone amazing experience is phenomenal. I mean, you feel good that you provided a family an amazing vacation. Right. And then the kicker has been that people have seen me so successful with it. And I've been helping, I have a big fat mouth, you know, and and that's probably why you got so many referrals, right? Because you have helped me out. And I said, Oh my God, you guys have to, everyone has to go uh, uh, and go to Yona wise. If you need a cost segregation study that, and everyone went to you. Right. And so I have a big fat mouth. And the thing is I've shared my success with everyone and then they have followed in my footsteps the same exact way. And actually that has given me a lot more joy. Just seeing that you've, I mean, how many generations are you helping here? Yeah. Like you've probably helped like 50 other people purchase vacation homes. And a lot of those have blown it up to where they're purchasing. I have one friend that's purchased 18 of them Wow, with, this, with the same amount of time. Yeah. I mean, how, how much joy do you get from that? You know, so... That's incredible. It really is. And it just goes to show you, you know, when you have a passion for something, like I said, and it shows, you know, you say you have a big fat mouth, but the truth is you have, (laughs) you have a, you have a way of just sharing your experience in a way that's relatable. And and I think that's, I mean, there's a little bit of a talent that's related to that, obviously. And, and, you know, good for Mm -hmm. you that you've been able to own that and you're good on social media, right? So that's, (laughs) that's a good thing. And and that's a huge way to blow things up. And, uh, and thank God you have these, you know, these amazing Facebook groups that are very engaged. I mean, there's a lot of people that are there to learn. They're there to, to take it all in. And, you know, you may enjoy your job as a respiratory therapist, right? Mm-hmm. but there are plenty of people out there <laughs> that don't like their job that are trying to right. get out as fast as possible. And here right. is a great way to do it. So I yeah. think you know, all those things combined, it just makes yeah. a, a great recipe for success. I think being transparent, I always tell people I'm not the smartest guy or out there. I just have made a lot of mistakes and I'm letting you guys know, you know, this is what not to do. I mean, right. it's kind of embarrassing. I'm Asian, but I'm like, I'm not smart. <laughs> you know, like, I like people in high school would try to copy off me and I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not that dude, you know, but, the, but yeah, I guess my one superpower is I know who's smarter than me and I know where to go and I know how to build that team together. Right. You know, so that's pretty cool. And yeah. I, we were just talking about it a little beforehand, but I'm, I'm curious to hear what you, what you have to say and just continue that conversation that we're talking about now, obviously you have the freedom. And so yeah. in your position, like yeah. you said, a year and a half ago, a year ago, you would have no idea like that. This yeah. is impossible. Um, right. You have the right. success that you have. And mm-hmm. thank God, you know, you're in that trajectory 
that yeah. you're on right now that right. you know you could buy another five properties in the next year if you wanted to I could yeah <laughs> and double yeah. that cash flow I could obviously your goals have changed yes. since things have happened what really you know does it for you right now meaning what do you see yourself in the next year like if you could because yeah. obviously a year ago you couldn't imagine what it would be like now but yeah, right. in a year from now what are you thinking about what, what what's going to look like well that's hard to say the goalpost keeps changing every single day right and the goals change if you would ask me what my goals were when i was 20 and 30 i'm 42 years old now you know the goals completely change right now i'm at a point where I don't need to work anymore. You know, all my bills are paid. I'm content living in my house. I don't need like a really fancy house. I definitely want one. And I definitely want a nice car. But those aren't the most important things to me. The most important things to me are having time off, spending time with family and helping others. That is the most important thing. And it's crazy because people do throw money at you because they see your success and you're like, oh, he's getting a 50, 60, 70% return. You know, here, take my money, invest it, let's split it in half. And I could definitely do that. But do I want to do that? I'm just buying myself another job at that point. That's right. And that's not what I want. I don't want another job. And what's crazy is when people throw me money, I always tell them, I don't want your money. I just want to see you successful and I'll guide you through. I'll, I'll help you along the way. I get more pleasure out of that than taking a thousand, two thousand bucks a month profit from them. You know, I don't need their money anymore. And that is absolute freedom when you don't need that. So really what I seek more than anything is time freedom. Like mm -hmm. I have four kids. Uh, my oldest is 18, uh, 15, 13, and 11. I really just want to spend more time with them and my wife to be able to vacation. Do you need more money for that when you have, let's say, $25,000, $30,000 a month of income coming in? You don't need that and you don't need more work. So Really, what I'm focusing on is time freedom and then helping others out. So, are you like automating a lot of stuff? Because you mentioned before, like getting these texts from the guests and all yeah. this stuff. But I mean, how much of it? And I'm really curious here because we've had some people in the, in, in the past on this show mm -hmm. who have owned short term rentals and they're yeah. telling me how it's, it's, you know, pretty much hands off in terms yeah. of the amount of time. To what extent is it actually hands off? I, I really love to get, you know, someone mm -hmm. like yourselves, like, yeah, perspective. What I would say is um, it's a lot like driving a, a Tesla where it's not completely automated, but you need a driver behind the wheel. And so I would, that's the reason why I go there and I set up and I put in 16 to 20 hours a day when I'm there for a whole week or two, because I'm trying to, I look at the property and I say, how can I dummy proof this as much as possible? Mm -hmm. Like one little thing I do is I put QR codes in different hotspots where guests will have issues. Like the hot tub is always going to be an issue. Guests have no idea how to operate a hot tub. Half of them don't operate it or have never been in a hot tub. Right. And so I put QR codes there and the QR codes will link to YouTube videos that I've created that show how to operate the hot tub in so case cool. they have like, um, you know, um, these issues. So that's some of the automation process that I do mm -hmm. um, that most people don't do that. Most, there are automated uh, systems like property management softwares that will send messages to guests right. yeah automatically like on different times like the day before they check in the day of the check-in and the day after so on and so forth however you want to do it and i was very like um just obsessed with refining that message but what i found is like going to the property and automating a lot of it here's another trick right so what i do is 
the coffee maker, every six months, there's going to be an issue with the coffee maker. Someone's going to say the coffee maker doesn't work. And so what I do is above the fridge, I put another coffee maker, <laughs> brand new coffee maker. And so what happens is I say, hey, you know, your coffee maker is not working. Go above the fridge and grab the brand new one in the box. And what happens nine times out of 10, that that coffee maker isn't working either. <laughs> and so, so then it winds up showing that it's probably the guest not knowing how to use the coffee maker. Right. So. Anyway, right. that's some of it stuff I do. Yeah, it's always uh, you know, read read the manual. That's always the first thing to do, right? Right, right. And you know, people go on vacation, they they lose their mind. They don't know how to operate something real simple. We've all been there where we're embarrassed, like, oh my god, I can't believe I asked that stupid question when it was like <laughs> right in front of me. But you know, people are on vacation, they they pretty they lose their minds. And these are smart individuals. It's they're so not true. stupid. It's just it's just they're on vacation. They don't want to think about that stuff. That's so, so true. I'm like reminding yeah. myself, laughing at myself right now that once I sit in a place and there was like automated um uh blinds to the windows, and like yeah. I couldn't open, like I couldn't open see out the window. Like, how do you oh I'm looking everywhere? And there was like a switch. Yeah. You just have yeah. to flip the switch. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but right. I didn't know that. You know, I don't know where to look. So yeah. uh, it's so true. There's so many things like that. But it's also, I love how you have kind of preempted that. And obviously you learn one to the next. And, you know, each yeah. property, you've perfected it and refined the, the right. setup process. But then once right. you actually have, obviously the setup process that goes, you're spending hours and hours, dozens of hours for a couple yeah. of weeks setting it up. But then once that happens, how much time literally are we talking a week per property that you're actually working? Property is a little different. Um, like I have one of them that has a pool. So what happens is if someone books my property with the pool, they're not very automated there in Tennessee with the pool. So I have to go into a Google spreadsheet and enter in like, hey, uh, Yona Weiss is checking in January 6th and leaving January 9th. That takes all but one minute, right? And so really it probably takes us five to 10 minutes a day, every single day of just doing little things here and there. Um, so it's not a lot of work. Yes, you'll get messages from guests on Christmas. Christmas just passed and a guest was saying the volume's not working. Right. That's going to happen. I'm sorry. You know, you're in the hospitality industry. Right. Uh, and all we said was, hey, could you log off Netflix and then maybe log back on? So that took like one minute, you know, so like it, it, it's, it's weird. You will have work, but it'll be like staggered throughout the day and you get better as you go. I think people are so worried that, you know, it's going to take up a lot of their time, but you get better as you go. You refine your messaging to where it's not going to take up two hours of your day. Now yeah. I have an obsessive personality. Like I said, I'm going to like, I I'm going to be like, okay, how, like when the guest asked about Netflix, not working, I spent like a good 30 minutes on creating a message template. That way, if a guest asks that again, I have the answer ready for them. There you go. So That's I awesome. do spend a little bit more time than most people, but I probably don't need to. So it's probably five, 10 minutes a day. That's what I would say. But that's crazy. I mean, if you think about that, like just take that perspective, you're, you're spending more time than the average person in running this business and you're perfecting it in such a way that obviously you're successful. Uh, your yeah. guests love yeah. the place. It, that right. shows from the reviews that you're getting and you're literally right. like working about an hour a day. <laughs> Maybe. It comes down to, right. Maybe. And it's probably 30 minutes too long. Like I probably <laughs> like answered some stuff on Facebook or played a little video game while I was doing it on my phone or something stupid, you know? So it really doesn't take that much time. It can, if you, if you don't know how to problem solve stuff. Yeah. And one of the most important things is this is a people business, hundred percent. 
I used to think it was all about tech and automation processes. I was completely wrong on that. It's all about people and who you know. Avery Carl is my realtor. She's my rock star realtor. I rely heavily on her and she yeah. sends me deals. And the coffee thing is her husband, Luke Carl. Big shout out to him. He's the one. I listen to him do it and I copy the process. That's all it is. I'm just copying what a lot of other people are doing. Yep. And so the people part of it is me like... I want cleaners and handymen to absolutely love working with me and for me. Mm -hmm. Like I treat them extra special. And so if you treat them right, yep. I mean, the process will automate itself even more so. 100%. Yeah. That's so true. It is really a people business. I mean, hospitality is a people business, but I'm just thinking about, you know, all hospitality is a people business in general. Yes. And here's mm -hmm. like the most basic you're talking about a yeah. house and Airbnb. And what I've heard is the biggest problem is, is dealing with the platforms themselves when, when, the, when some things happen, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Dealing with Airbnb or VRBO. And a lot of times their, their progress, look, you just have to take that and just know that Airbnb and VRBO are going to side with the guests. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to win 95 times out of a hundred in a sense that 95 guests out of a hundred, you're not going to have an issue with. If we created like a product and created, I don't know, the newest iPhone or something like that, I'm going to let you know that probably one out of 10 of them aren't going to work and like, they're not going to be happy. And you're probably going to have to give a full refund or something like that. Right. I've never had to give a full refund. I've given partial refunds. And that's the thing. Just be honest with your guests. Admit to when you, uh, you've messed up. Mm -hmm. And then just give them a partial refund. Say, hey, have a night out on the time. Really sorry that this is happening. Yeah. My bad. So just be honest with them and be nice. People will react when you're nice. <laughs> if you're overly nice to people, it's hard for them to be upset. So it's so true. You know what? You're all my that, tricks here. That's so. probably the best <laughs> advice we've had on the show in the you know the 18 months of running this. Is oh that, wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's Weiss advice right there. You know, be nice. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the nice the nice advice from Weiss right, advice. Right. <laughs> right. That's amazing. Oh wow. Thanks. We can we can we can go on it for hours, but I want to before we get to the final four, I do want to ask you one more one more advice question. You know, if you're talking sure. to someone, and obviously, like you said, people come come to you all the time. And you have now this Facebook group and, and so many reaching out to you. What's the one thing that you tell people like that were looking to get involved, looking to get started? What's the first thing or the first couple of things that they should do just to start the process? Well, I'm all about a people business and I say, find the experts. Like I've, um, I tell people immerse themselves in like podcasts and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but really just start networking with people. And what you'll find is that people will always mention the same exact names. Like, let's say if we talked about cost segregation analysis, everyone's going to mention your name, right? Or I'm going to say, and this is how I got into short-term rentals. Uh, I put out a rookie question out there. I said, hey, what is the best short-term rental market to invest in? And everyone kept saying the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee and then reach out to Avery Carl. It was just putting yourself out there and asking that question led me to a lot of answers. So that's excellent yeah. advice. Okay. There yep. you go. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more with that. It's really, really is about your proximity and about uh, your network and just mm -hmm. building that continuing right. opportunities come that way. Like you said, yep. the opportunities yep. come. So that's, that's pretty incredible. So I do right. want to transition now to what we call the final four. Final four. Let's do it. 
can't believe this time flew by. I think we were like talking for like two minutes, but it's been like a half an hour already. Um, what's, okay. what's the worst job that you've ever had? Well, I've had some bad ones. What I can tell you is I worked for Boston Market when I was in high school. Oh, maybe I shouldn't mention their name, but I, I still I still like their food. I'm telling you, it just I didn't like working there. And I remember washing the dishes uh, or I'm sorry, I, I was cooking food and my friend was washing dishes and we were both going to high school together. And he looked at me and I think it was our second day on the job. And he looked at me and he said he, he was crying and he said, can I get sued if I walk out of here? <laughs> and I felt I felt the same exact thing. I said, man, I want to walk out of here, too. But it was just overwhelming work. And anyway, I realized that the food industry is not for me. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's a hard one. You know, it's so interesting because I think so many people have given a similar answer, like high school, fast uh -huh. food job mm -hmm. <laughs> has been like the worst <laughs> job ever. And I think right, it just right. goes to show you the type of people, uh, you know, you're more entrepreneur, you're more a people person. It's mm -hmm. it's just not for you. It's not for a lot not of people. For me. Mm -mm. Nope. <laughs> Actually what? burned my hand. I burned my hand. I was cooking gravy. I'm a terrible cook. Like I burned top ramen, right? And so <laughs> I, I was making gravy and I poured it out wrong and I burned my hand and, you know, I didn't know what to do. I just soaked my hand in water for the next two days and it would be extremely painful every single time I took it out. Anyway, that worst job. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, I actually, I worked in a restaurant uh, for a very short time, maybe like not so short. I actually really enjoyed it, but I actually learned how to cook by working there. Um, oh, okay. But yeah. it's a funny story, but actually I got injured a couple of times. I literally, oh. like, I also burnt my hand one time. I grabbed like a spoon <laughs> out, of the, yeah. out of the pot. I didn't realize right. it was like, you know, I didn't have a handle <laughs> that was like fireproof. Right. <laughs> oh man, that, that hurt. And then, uh, you know, I actually cut my, my thumb with a, with a butcher's knife. Oh yeah. yeah. That was crazy. That was that, yeah. okay. That was a bad, I had to get five stitches. That was, <laughs> that was pretty bad, but yeah, work, uh, like that, you really have to enjoy it. It has to be right. kind of built into you. Mm -hmm. And at $4 uh, an hour, it wasn't worth it, man, <laughs> dude. And you get taxed and then, you know, your take home is like three bucks. It wasn't worth it. <laughs> so anyway, oh, <laughs> All right, Alex. Second question. What's a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? Okay. So it might be completely different than everyone else, but I recommend this book to every single person. It's called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And it's the audiobook. Don't read the book. You got to listen to the audiobook because the audiobook has like, it's like a podcast where they interview him after every chapter. Can't Hurt Me will put you in the right mentality. If, if you're in the right mindset, you're going to accomplish a lot. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah, I've 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 heard some of his stuff. Haven't read the book yet, so I'm going to put that on the top of my list. Audiobook uh, can't hurt me. David Goggins. We'll put it in there in the show notes for anyone who wants to check that out. Uh, third third question: What's a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Okay, so this is pretty embarrassing. I'm Filipino, and I moved here when I was three, but I can't speak it. Okay, and I'd like to learn it. I I understand it, right? When my my parents are uh, are family members are speaking. I just, I can't speak it. I have like a three-year-old vocabulary, I guess. And what's crazy is I took Italian in college and I was flu speaking fluent in, in Italian. It didn't make sense. Anyway, I should have took like, you know, a language that, I, that would be useful that I could use. But anyway, that's probably what I'd like to, to uh, a skill okay. I'd like to pick up. So. All right. There you go. Well, it's a pretty, pretty good one. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be pretty easy to pick up. Um, yeah. <laughs> you already have the basics. So there right, you go. right, right, right. The fourth and final question is what does success mean to you? 
Yeah, if you asked me like 20 years ago, 30 or even 10 years ago, it would mean completely different. And I'll probably mean something completely different 10 years from now. But really success means to me is to have time freedom with my family right now. That is my number one focus right now. And that is to me, if I have that, nothing else matters, right? So, and I think you've, uh, you've, you know, you're working to accomplish that. So yeah, that means you're successful and living the dream. And I think that's what, I think a lot of people are misguided in the Western civilization that we live in to think of success as something beyond you. And you know, you're trying to get there and it doesn't really have a lot of meaning, but when you take the real definition and you apply it to your life and I'm living and I'm trying to be the best that I can be and spend the time with the family, which, which you're doing. So, you know, that's successful. So living a successful life is a key to happiness. And right. if you're living that right now, you know, more power to you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Exactly. So Alex, where, where can our listeners find you or reach out to you? I'm on, I'm very active on Instagram. You can find me at the real Alex Sabio or on Facebook. And like uh, Jonas said, I created a Facebook community. It's called healthcare professionals investing in real estate, or you could find me on Facebook, Alex Sabio. And my profile will link you to that Facebook group. If you're a medical professional interested in investing in real estate, um, I, I'm the short-term rental guy. Savannah's the multifamily guy, uh, uh, girl. But you know, we talk all types of real estate, uh, yeah. you know, strategies on there. So, and it is amazing. And I would highly recommend anyone to check that out because you guys have like a weekly meetup where you're bringing an expert to speak on a different topic, right. and all of those are recorded and saved. And so, there's right. so much value when you are, especially if you are in the healthcare profession, you know connect with other people in that space. And there's so many opportunities that can come out of that. And it just comes right. back to your network. So good yep. for you. Yep. Hopefully, reach out to me. I love talking real estate or life in general. You know, <laughs> I also love to hike. If you want to hike together, uh, no better way to, you know, isolate yourself with me. We'll go on an eight hour hike or something like that. So anyway, yeah, reach uh, out to me. I'd love to connect. Awesome. And one last question before we do uh, sign off, which oh, okay. is, you know, you, you're in uh I should ask this earlier, but I'm just curious and you don't have to answer, but you're investing in the short-term rentals. Are there any other, you know, investment spaces that you are looking into or, or focusing on or just keeping it, keeping it solid and uh, I'm, one, one yeah. focus? I'm focused on that because I, I love doing it. Um, we're really enjoying ourselves. Obviously, at a certain point, I don't want to talk to 50 different guests, you know, and I don't need that much money and stuff like that. So really what I'm thinking is I'm going to take this active money and invest it passively. And that's why I, I attended all these like multifamily meetups and stuff like that. So I'm, I, I have invested passively in multifamily and that's kind of what I'd like to do. Right. Success is time freedom, right? And that's kind yeah. of what I think all of us want to do. And so what I'd like to do is have all this active money eventually just kind of dwindle down and kind of like just funnel it off into something more passive. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Alex. This has really, truly been a great conversation. Always great to catch up and uh, wish, wishing you the best, you know, best new year and uh, much continued success. Thank you so much, Yona. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And to our listeners, remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, 
leave a rating review, I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.